What's a happenin'? This is Pyromaniac Mo, and I'm coming at you for episode 62 of the Pyro Life Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got the conference championships. That's it. Three games left to this week, and then we, of course, take our two-week break before the Super Bowl. All right. So this is the last of the regular season Pyro Light podcasts. Of course, we're going to take a well-deserved bit of a break. Don't forget the Pyro Heavy crew goes strong and long all year long. And in fact, in the month of uh, probably February, uh, we will be visiting with some of those boys. We're going to get Stags and D-Rex and Dini and some of the other Pyromaniac brethren, some new faces and voices and some of the old faces and voices that have been helping us out. Uh, we're going to talk to those guys during the month of February and March as we let the community take a collective breath. But don't worry, we will be back on the Pyro Light. Not only talking about what's all the uh, new cool things that Pyro's doing, we're going to be looking ahead, looking behind a little bit, making some bold predictions and talking about breakout players. Of course, we're going to be working on our draft kit. And then probably March, May, around there, we're going to start doing the fantasy football talks, interviewing the best and brightest in the industry and we've got all kinds of great stuff for the draft coming up so just because the football season is going away pyro light has your back we're just going to take a bit of a break so as i said this is episode 62 this is it this is the final weekly show so enjoy it while you can this is the last chance you can have to play dfs and that's what we're here to talk about on episode 62 of the Pyro Light Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Pyromaniac Mo. Give me a follow on Twitter, P-Y-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-C-M-O. All right, and as you know, there are plenty of places you can encounter Pyromaniac Podcasts. We've got uh, iTunes, we're on Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and our beloved blog talk radio so stay tuned to those places that's where you can get us all right guys uh, if you enjoy the pyro podcasts or maybe you were a pyro pro this year maybe you got a draft kit whatever the case may be we ask you to show your support of course we'd love to have you get another draft kit a weapon of mass destruction that we're going to be working on very soon or become a pyro pro member or at the very least Leave us a review wherever you encounter us. iTunes, uh, give us uh, a review. Let me know if you do, because we will enter you in our uh, promotional contests that we have. Every time you leave a review on any place that you in, uh, encounter Pyro, give you a screen grab or grab, take a screen grab and send it over to Mozambique at Pyromaniac.com. M-O-Z-A-M-B-I-Q-U-E at Pyromaniac.com. We have incentive contests, I guess, or incentivized giveaways just for you to leave us a review. It helps our stature and it will help you as well. So let me know when you do that. Of course, you can find my email on my Twitter handle as well, PyromaniacMo. Opening music this week, Pink Floyd. I was on a Pink Floyd kick. What can I say, man? Did it last week. I'm doing it this week. In one of these days was the song off the metal album. In one of these days, Pyromaniac is going to be a household name in the fantasy world. Okay, as I said, this is the last of the weekly shows for the 2016 season of the Pyro Light. It has been a pleasure 
episode 62. Can't believe we are here already. Thank you for listening to me ramble and rant all year long. Again, this is a very quick show since there's only two games, so it's just me going solo again. So you know what? Let's just jump into this thing, shall we? We've got uh, two games on the slate going for Sunday, starting with Green Bay, Atlanta. This thing opened up at 59.5. That is an insane over-under. Atlanta started off favored by five. Now, kickoff is 305 Eastern this Sunday. Now, that means the implied team total for Atlanta is 32.25. So they are expected to score, according to that opening over-under, with the spread, they are expected to score 30, over 32 points for the Falcons. That is insane. It goes without saying, that's one of the highest implied team totals of the week this season. Even implied for the losing team, over 27 points. So how can you go wrong? Lots of guys I'm going to be talking about in this one. It, it, this has to be the highest implied team total for the underdog all season. The spread's been slowly on the rise. As I said, it started with five and it's been creeping up a little bit. Get this. It, the over-under is 59.5. Atlanta this season has been involved in 14 games that hit the over. And keep in mind, they had a buy in wildcard weekend. So we are talking they have hit the over in 87% of their games. That is incredible. Uh, they are just a scoring machine, a juggernaut, if you will. For their part, the Packers... They have been involved in 12 games that have exceeded the over the season. That's why so many DFS players are going to be on this one game. But heck, we've only got two to go with. But lots of nice action here we're going to be talking about in just a second. Second game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots. You love them, you hate them. Whatever the case may be, you're going to tune in. New England is the home favorite, expected to win by six. That's the spread. The over-under is 51 on any other week, you'd say 51. All right. You usually look for the ones that are above 50. That's not even the highest scoring one this week. So it should be a great uh, conference championship to check out. I'm excited. I hope you are too. As I said, over under 51, New England expected to win by six. Implied team total for New England, 28 and a half. That's the second highest implied team total. So according to Vegas, New England is expected to score the second most points. Of course, Atlanta's expected to score the most. Then you've got New England, 28.5. You've got Green Bay, just over 27. And that leaves who New England's playing Pittsburgh. Implied team total, 22.5. So Pittsburgh, expected to score just over three touchdowns. Indeed, lowest implied team total of the week. This is going to be a fantastic weekend. I tell you what, I hope I'm going to be in decent shape. Uh, the wife and I are going to a Fish cover band concert tonight uh, near Michigan State University. And then on Saturday, I'm traveling back to Grand Rapids for uh, a get-together of the Over 40 Club. Got one of my buddies turning 40, and uh, we are going to throw down like it was 1995 so i'm gonna be in rough shape come sunday i just I'm, I'm an old man i don't do these things anymore and i'm going to town so i'm gonna be with uh sitting on the couch with a pack of frozen peas on my head watching uh, the games but uh, i'm gonna get my dfs all straight before i go and tweak a little bit i'll be probably playing uh, you know 10 15 lineups this week gotta differentiate those lineups i'm gonna talk a little bit about that with only four teams 
especially at, you know, the onesie spots, tight end, defense, quarterback. I'm going to want exposure to all those. However, on the low end, so maybe a quarterback I don't like as much, a defense I don't like as much, or a tight end, I'm going to probably have about 10% of ownership. So one in 10. Um, maybe eh, something above 20 for uh, my third favorite. And that leaves me with about seven lineups out of 10 that I'm going to sprinkle between my two top favorites. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm starting this thing. So let's talk quarterbacks. Rodgers and Big Ben. I see those guys as being my 10 to 20% guys. I thought it was going to be all over. Aaron Rodgers will probably be my 20%er for sure. Maybe creeping up to 30%. I thought I was going to be all over him. However, his wide receivers are really banged up. If it were not the conference championships, I don't know that they would all be playing. Now, Rodgers is 9,600 on FanDuel, 8,100 on DraftKings. He is the top dog on DraftKings, but again... Wide receivers are banged up. That's why he's only going to get maximum 30% of, for me this week, probably more like 20%, 20 to 30. We'll, we'll settle We'll settle in that field. Big Ben, he's going to be my 10% guy. He's 8,000 on FanDuel, cheapest on DraftKings, 5,800. He's the, the rock-bottom quarterback there. Now, remember his home road splits. Of course, he is on the road facing a very tough secondary in New England. So that leaves me with Brady. You know, the more I think about this, though, with with Brady, I can see myself going, I don't know, maybe even 30-30 with Rodgers, and I'm going to save probably 60% for Matt Ryan. So that's roughly going to be my numbers there. Um, I'm going to certainly watch reports, maybe those Green Bay wide receivers, maybe they get in a full day of practice on Friday. I'm recording this Thursday. I've got the Thursday practice reports. We're going to talk about them as we get there. But like I said, Big Ben, about 10%. Maybe I'm going to go as high as 30 Maybe, depending on those Friday practice reports, up to 40% on Rodgers. Split in the West between Brady and Matt Ryan, with Matt Ryan taking the most. Now, Brady. He's 8,300 on FanDuel, 71 on DraftKings. So on, on 7,100 on DraftKings, he's the third most expensive QB. Steelers, uh, they finished the regular season ranking 21st in adjusted defensive passing net expected points. So out of all the teams, net expected passing points, uh, they are the most favorable. So Brady could do very well. I do like Brady this week, although his wide receivers are a bit banged up as well. That's one reason I'm considering going more Rodgers, because if they're all banged up, then I guess I'd rather have some more Rodgers in that insane game that's expected to score nearly 60 points. So that leaves me with my favorite man of the hour, Matt Ryan. 9,200 on FanDuel, 77 on DraftKings. Now looking at Pro Football Focus's wide receiver cornerback matchup chart, all three of Atlanta's wide receivers have a favorable matchup, and by a wide margin, no other team can say that this week. That's why I like Matt Ryan easily going over 50% of my lineups with Matt Ryan. In fact, uh, looking at that chart, as I said, all three starting wide receivers have a favorable matchup against their respective cornerbacks. So all Atlanta guys in a good position. There are only two other wide receivers 
this whole week, two other starting wide receivers that have a marginal, marginally favorable matchup. And all three of Matt Ryan's guys have a very favorable matchup. Every single one of Matty Ice's boys boasts a significantly higher uh, ranking, according to PFF, than their cornerback. Plus, you got to love the way Matt Ryan is playing right now. You got to love this game with the net expected points. Ryan, this season, he's got seven games where he's tossed at least 300 yards. You got to go all the way back to week 14 last season to find a game Ryan did not throw a touchdown. And when I start talking about these Atlanta wide receivers, you're going to know why I like him so much once we get there because, boy, they got great matchups. Uh, some of the, the Green Bay secondary guys are just atrocious, and I really think Matt Ryan can take advantage. So, again, Ryan, he's going to be my 50% guy. You know, I'm going to have Rodgers and Brady maybe straddling 20 to 30% there in that the lowest low 5 to 10% Big Ben. That's how I'm going to break it up this weekend again really watching that friday report to see who gets the edge between rogers and brady for me whoever has the more i suppose the the healthiest of the two wide receivers that's the quarterback i'm going to go with but matt ryan he's my boy i'm counting on him this week all right before we check in at some of the other spots i want to pause to not only pay the bills but to give you a little trivia flex your cranium a bit so here we go trivia question Number one, we've got four quarterbacks that finished with over 100 red zone attempts this season. Four QBs who attempted at least 100 passes inside the opponent's 20-yard line. How many of those four can you name? Think about that as you listen to this. We'll be right back on the Pyro Light Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 62. Welcome back to the Pyro Light Fantasy Football Podcast. We are still kicking things out over at pyromaniac.com. Stop on by and check us out. We've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. We do it all year long, but don't forget to look at the daily do's and don'ts because I know you guys are listening for DFS. We've got a fantastic daily do's and don'ts article uh, with some of the Pyro Mindshare, letting you know the players we are thinking about this weekend. So check it out over at pyromaniac.com. Trivia question number one asked, who out of the four can you name the four quarterbacks that finished with over 100 red zone attempts? All right. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers. So Aaron Rodgers had 118 red zone attempts this year. He was first. Drew Brees, 113. Matt Ryan comes in at third, 106 red zone attempts. And all Philly Rivers, 101 red zone attempts in 2016. Those are the four quarterbacks that attempted triple digits once they were in the red zone. All right, moving on to the DFS running back spot. Certainly, you got to talk about Lev Bell, right? And honestly, how much can I say? He's the most expensive on DraftKings, 10,300 on DraftKings, 9,500 on FanDuel. Now, I know Wild Bill, he's famous for taking away an opponent's best weapon. 
the last time they met, though, they still tried to do that. Yeah, they held him to below four yards of carry, but he had still triple-digit all-purpose yards, around 150 all-purpose yards. Had a great receiving game. So you just can't stop Lev Bell, even though they may try. He's playing at too high a level right now, involved in all facets of the game, on the ground, over the air, in the playoffs... He's played every week of the playoffs, wild card and the divisional round. He leads all running backs with fantasy points. So, yes, I'm going to have some shares of Lev Bell. I'm also going to have some lineups where I, I don't go with him at all, of course. You don't want to be overweight on him. And you want to make sure, just in case he has a bad game, God forbid, gets injured, you've got some lineups prepared for that. I'm also looking at Ty Montgomery. 6900 on FanDuel. 5,600 on DraftKings. He's the third most expensive DraftKings running back. Now, in the last two weeks of the playoffs, the only other running back to boast more fantasy points was the aforementioned Le'Veon Bell. Monty is averaging just over 16 looks per game in that time for the last two weeks. And according to Football Outsiders, the defense he's going up against Atlanta, their DVOA which is a metric that football outsiders use that's very telling. Uh, Atlanta's DVOA is 8.1. That ranks 27th overall. So according to football outsiders, they have the 27th best, if you can even say that adjective, once you're talking in the 20s out of 32 teams. They rank 27th, and they are 29th against the rush. And that's who Ty Montgomery is. Very nice situation for Monty. While I'm uh, certainly... Also turning my attention to the second most expensive running back on DraftKings. Talking Mr. Freeman, Devonta Freeman. 8000 on FanDuel, 7200 on DraftKings. Now, I'm certainly going to have some Coleman, but I'm going to have far more Freeman. Nine TDs, nine times, Mrs. Bueller. He... Mr. Freeman, has nine TDs in his last six games. Now, Freeman, he's played at home, again, nine times this season, and he scored in all but two of those home games. That means he's scoring in nearly 78% of his home performances. In the last four games, the guy has a 17-look floor. That has been his minimum looks in the last four games. That's what you want. In DFS, you want the guys that get volume. He is going to get the volume on this team. Again, they're expected to score over 32 points this game, like I said. And Atlanta has surpassed the over-under 14 times, so you know they're going to rack up the points. Like Bell, Freeman gets it done on the ground and via the air. So, sure, as I said, I'm going to have, you know, 20% Coleman maybe at the most who he is 6,300 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings. So uh, quite a bit of a kick down from the Freeman price. But you got to love Freeman. I mean, this offense is just too potent. Uh, how can you not? But nearly 1,500 less for Coleman. Not a bad pivot play either. Here's the one I think that can win it for you this week. I think Blunt is going to be the man. He's 6,500 on FanDuel, 44 on DraftKings. Now, last week, unfortunately in my daily dues, I wrote up Blunt, but I wrote that up, I think, on 
Thursday, starting Friday, we are getting all these beat reporters writing messages, posting messages, posting tweets about the work that Deion Lewis was going to get. If you remember last week, Blunt, he missed, I want to say, two practices. He was sick last week, and I think the fact that that extra playing time that Deion Lewis, or the extra practice time that Deion Lewis got in that Blunt missed, really had an effect. I did post for you Pyro Pro members out there, I did post a news feed talking about the beat reporters and how much they were loving Deion Lewis, and I did swap Blunt out for Deion Lewis last week. Deion Lewis last week had three touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen again. Blunt didn't have a good game, so hear me out. I think Blunt it's going to be very under-owned due to recency bias. Everybody's going to be chasing that box score for Deion Lewis last week. Saw how many looks he's been getting. But honestly, he's not going to get the three touchdowns. I think certainly the special teams kick return TD, that's not repeatable. He had a red zone run that I think this week is going to go to Blunt. Again, Blunt is 900 less than Lewis. Lewis is 7,000 on FanDuel, so 500 more, and 5,300 on DraftKings. So Blunt is 900 less on DraftKings, and Blunt is 500 less on FanDuel. So as I said, Lewis is not going to get that special teams kick return again. It's highly doubtful once they're in the red zone because Blunt is healthy and because Blunt has 18 freaking touchdowns. Blunt's going to be the man to get it. They've gone to him all year. I think they're going to go back to him. In Blunt's last 12 games, he hit double-digit DraftKings points nine times. That nine keeps popping up. 69 red zone attempts this season. Nobody else has as much as Mr. Blunt does. With a 28.5 implied team total, you can bet the Patriots are going to be in the red zone a few times. Blunt has some of the highest upside. I can easily see, within all the range of outcomes, him getting double-digit touchdowns this week. Now, besides last week, if you toss that game out, Blunt was sick all week. Toss that game out, there was only one other home game where he has failed to score a touchdown in the 2016 season. He is a home TD machine. And if you consider Lewis the primary carrier, Blunt, the RB2, has a great matchup. Looking at Pyro Pro's, or Pyro's positional points against chart, this is a Pyrolytics special. So we got a chart that's called Pyro's positional points against. That breaks it down by position. So not just running back, but running back one, running back two, and so forth. Looking at this season... So looking at the 16 weeks that matter of the regular season, the first 16, the Steelers gave up the third most fantasy points to opposing running back number twos. That could easily be the blunt spot this week. I think that is the savvy play where a lot of the field is going to be on Mr. Deion Lewis. Let's talk wide receivers because this is where you're going to play the most. Your chances are you're going to probably start four again, maybe your flex spot. Maybe you're going to get a little contrarian, especially in those really large tournaments. Heck, maybe you're going to throw a double tight end lineup, or at the very least, maybe you're going to dangle out a couple of three running back lineups. But for the most part, you're going to play the majority wide receiver, so that's where I'm talking the most. To reiterate, my running backs, Lev Bell, Ty Montgomery, 
Freeman and a little bit of Coleman, Blunt, and certainly a little bit of Lewis, but I'm only going to have maybe 10% of Lewis. I really think the field is going to be on him, and I think it's going to go back to Blunt. So that leaves us with the wide receiver spot. Now, before we turn to the wide receiver, because that's the most guys I'm going to talk about, let us pause very briefly for... The second commercial, and of course, trivia number two. So let me give it to you before you take a listen. Out of all running backs that carry the ball at least 50 times this season, so 50 rushing attempts, tell me, Pyromaniacs, who boasts the best yards per carry? So I'm not talking about the one guy who had, you know, single digits worth of run. He had eight runs and averages, you know, 11 yards per carry. Has to have a you know a decent body of work, 50 carries minimum. Out of guys that had 50 carries or more, who has the best yards per carry average? I want you to think about that as you listen to this, and we'll be right back with the Pyro Light Podcast. Thank you for sticking with us on this DFS version. The last week you can play DFS, DFS version of the Pyrolite Podcast, episode 62. Now, we know you love playing fantasy, so we know you're going to love playing fantasy on Draft. Draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts just like the ones you love at the beginning of your season-long leagues. You can play Draft whenever you want. Now, these last for just one day. And they take only minutes to complete. So on draft, you can play for free or better yet, you can play for some moolah. And get this, your chances of winning on draft are over 200% better than your chances of winning on the other major DFS sites. Now, I've been using draft for weeks now. I've been loading up. I've been doing, honestly, quite well. Uh, last week, I had some Lev Bell. I had some Antonio Brown. Did did very nice last week. Even though they didn't even score a touchdown, I still ended up all right. Now, join me over on Draft. And when you do, be sure and enter the promo code PYRO. So when you go to set up an account, at the bottom there, it's going to ask you for a promo code. You want to type in P-Y-R-O when you set up your initial account. You can download draft from the draft store just type in or from the app store excuse me just type in draft or you can go to playdraft.com remember to use that promo code pyro and you're going to get 100 percent of your of your deposit matched in bonus make sure you download draft use the promo code pyro and we will see you there as i said trivia question number two out of all the running backs that carry the ball at least 50 times this season who boasts the best the best yards per carry. Dun, da, da, da. One of my running backs this week, Ty Montgomery, which is ironic because, heck, half the leagues out there don't even count him as a running back. Ty Montgomery's tied with Jalen Richard at 5.9 yards per carry. Both of these guys, the Oakland back and the Packer back, had between 70 and 90 carries. Honorable mention has to go to Mike Gillisley, who leads all running backs with triple-digit carries. So Ty Montgomery and Jalen Richard had 5.9, but they didn't quite get to 100 carries. Mike Gillisley did, and he has 5.7. Gotta mention my boy Bilal Powell. He was next out of backs with at least 100 carries. So again, if you bump it up to triple digits, Mike Gillisley leads them all with 5.7, and Bilal Powell is second with 5.5. Take that, Todd Bowles. What you been doing, man? All right. 
We are talking wide receivers on this DFS special for episode 62. How can you talk wide receivers and not talk Antonio Brown? But I'm not going to talk too much because, you know, he's Antonio Brown. 8,400 on FanDuel, 8,800 on DraftKings. This week, he's a better fan dual deal, but you gotta love Brown. You saw last week, he, he gets the points even though he doesn't get in the end zone, and I don't think that's going to happen again. All right, so let's get some real plays, though. Here, Antonio Brown, lots of people are going to have him, but let's pivot off him for a minute on the same team, Mr. Eli Rogers. 4,900 on FanDuel, 3,500 on DraftKings. So far in the playoffs... If you take out Brown, so let's look at the non-Antonio Brown wide receivers for Pittsburgh. Kobe Hamilton, two targets. Two total targets in two weeks of the playoffs. Heck, that's even one less than DeMarcus Ayers, for goodness sakes. Hayward Bay, four total targets. All right, so you got three for Ayers, you got two for Hamilton, you got four for Hayward Bay. Who's left? Well, Eli Rogers has eight. Eight targets in the two playoffs games for Pittsburgh. So for the Antonio Brown pivot plays, Mr. Rogers is the man for me. Now, he's going to face Logan Ryan, who's a very good uh, Patriots corner. He's the slot corner. But out of all the Patriots' secondary, their starting secondary at least, he's giving up the most fantasy points per route run. Nearly one fantasy point for every three route runs, for every three routes run, is what Logan Ryan is giving up. So the fact that he's got the softest of all wide receiver cornerback matchups for Pittsburgh, and the fact that he is getting the second most targets out of the past two weeks for all Pittsburgh wide receivers, that's my non-Antonio Brown Steelers play. Turning elsewhere, Devonta Adams. Now, I liked him at the beginning of the week, but I'm going to be off him quick. I'm sure maybe 1 in 10, uh, I'll toss him out there. 7,600 on FanDuel, 6,600 on DraftKings. He's had double-digit targets in both playoff games so far. I think that's going to draw in other owners. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of staying away, though. 10% at most. He's got that high ankle sprain, and we've seen that be debilitating for him in the past. Adams has yet to practice this week. He missed both Wednesday and Thursday, as did teammate Geronimo Allison. Jordy Nelson, surprisingly questionable, but he actually got in limited practice. So honestly, Jordy Nelson is healthier than Devontae Adams? Whew. That says a lot, and that is one reason I am hesitant about Rodgers and liking Brady a little bit more. But as I said, his guys are banged up too. Really going to pay attention to those Friday practice reports. For you pyro pros out there, I'm going to be putting out the Friday practice reports for these wide receivers. Let you know who's shaping up and who's not. I think especially Rodgers and especially a guy like Brady, they really do rely on practice. They form a chemistry. They form a bond. They have a specific game script. And if somebody's missing, I think that's big going into game time. Cobb, he is practicing. Out of all their starting wide receivers, Cobb is the only one that's out there for all practices so far this week. Cobb, 6,900 on FanDuel, 56 on DraftKings. He's less than $1,000 than his injured brethren, Devontae 
Adam. So on FanDuel, he's 800 less, and on DraftKings, he is 1,000 less, and Cav is 100% healthy. He's the only starting Green Bay wide receiver that's healthy. Heck, even Jeff Janis was only able to get in a limited practice on Wednesday. As I said, I really think a guy like Aaron Rodgers, he tends to rely on the bonds and the, the practice routine. This could bode well for those of you going to purchase Cobb shares this week. Cobb is going to face slot corner Brian Poole. Now, according to PFF, Atlanta has given up the second most points, the second most fantasy points to slot receivers this season. That is Cobb. I'm going to be all over Cobb. I think Cobb and I think Blunt are going to be big plays this week. I also like me some Edelman. How can you not? 7,800 on FanDuel, 73 on DraftKings. And just like the Packers situation, you've got Amendola, Hogan, Mitchell, all limited, both Wednesday and Thursday. Now, of those three, and again, check, check the practice reports come Friday, or uh, check out the Pyro news feeds if you're a Pyro pro. If one should get in a full practice on Friday, I'm going to gravitate towards that guy especially if it's Mitchell, who I really like. Uh, Mitchell, he's really developed some chemistry, especially once they get in close with Brady. He leads the Patriots in the month of December. Malcolm Mitchell, nine red zone targets the month of December, more so than Edelman or any other Patriots wide receiver. So again, practice report comes out Friday. Mitchell can go full. I like him when they get in close. I like a Malcolm Mitchell play. However, Edelman, how can you not like this cat? He is just, he's always there for Brady. Brady, just like Rodgers, he likes to rely on those um, bonds and the chemistry he builds during the week in practice. Edelman, he's just there for him week in, week out. In the last eight games, Edelman failed to get double-digit targets once. If Brady likes him that much, how can you not in DFS? Who is the unnamed Patriot wide receiver there? Well, how about a little Michael Floyd? 4,700 on FanDuel, 3,300 on DraftKings. By the same token, you've got all these other Patriot guys missing time. Floyd is not. He could see some uptick just for the practice time, the PT. Yeah, I'm talking practice, Mr. Iverson. We've seen Floyd get a red zone TD from Brady, 14 yards out against the Dolphins. I think you could see that again, especially if these guys are banged up and continue to miss practice come Friday. Here's a great way to differentiate your lineup on a short slate, Michael Floyd. I'll have maybe upwards 15% of him, but again, maybe 20. Let's look at those practice reports come Friday. I think he could be a sneaky play. Julio Jones, how can you not like him? 8,800 on FanDuel, 8,200 on DraftKings. He's the better DraftKings deal. So Antonio Brown, better FanDuel deal. Julio, better DraftKings deal. Out of the remaining cornerbacks that are starting and playing. So you got three per team, you got four teams. Out of the remaining cornerbacks. Looking at the grades from Pro Football Focus. Green Bay has... And not even just the starting, I'm talking <laughs> just cornerbacks that are still playing in the NFL for the four teams. Green Bay has the lowest four. That is incredible that they are this far. And PFF has them graded as the four lowest 
cornerbacks. We're talking Demarius Randall, he is the bottom of the barrel, the absolute worst. Moving up from there, Quentin Rollins, who's actually listed as questionable. Third lowest, Ladarius Gunter. And then fourth lowest, slot corner, Micah Hyde. No wonder I'm on Matt Ryan, because that's the secondary he's going to be facing in a game that's expected to score nearly 60 points. So, they've got the four lowest corners, as does Green Bay. Julio, he's at home on a team expected to score 32 points. Now, this season, Jones has scored a touchdown and or racked up triple-digit receiving yards in nearly 63% of his games. He's done that, scored a TD, or racked up 100 yards in all but two home games this season. Another Falcon, Taylor Gabriel. He is the poster boy for episode 62, the Pyro Light. 6,000 FanDuel, 1,100 down, 4,900 on DraftKings. That's a nice deal. Looking at Pyro's positional points against chart, through the first 16 weeks, the Packers gave up the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receiver number twos. That's Taylor Gabriel. Why are they giving up so much? Demarius Randall. As I said, lowest graded corner left. Out of the cornerbacks that are left, Green Bay slot corner Micah Hyde has the second lowest grade. His grade is 71. So again, now Micah Hyde is a starter. You would go uh, lower than that to find Quentin Rollins and Ladarius Gunter. But for starters, he is the second lowest graded starter, 71. You want to know what Demarius Randall's grade is? 39.1. It's atrocious. Most of the guys still playing are in the 70s or 80s. He is 39.1. It is incredible. Out of 116 cornerbacks graded on the season, Randall, according to Pro Football Focus, is number 110. Randall allows over one full point for every two routes run. That is incredible. Indeed, it is this matchup that's the main impetus for Taylor Gabriel being the poster boy for this episode, as I said. Plus, the guy is just lightning fast, and I think that's crucial. It's huge, valuable at this time of the season when so many guys are banged up. They're not in their peak physical condition, and this guy is going to float by you. I think Gabriel's lightning quick speed combined with the fact they're at home and expected to score 32 points going up against the worst corner left makes him a surefire pick. I also like Sanu. I'm going to get a little bit of him as well. 5,800 Fanduel, 4,500 on DraftKings, but again, 400 bucks more on DraftKings, 200 bucks more on Fanduel just to get Taylor Gabriel. But don't get me wrong, I still like a Sanu, and I could even have a, a triple Falcon lineup. Now, 4,500 on DraftKings, 58 on Fanduel. As I said, Atlanta, they're expected to go off. All three of their wide receivers face a favorable cornerback matchup, and Mr. Sanu is going to get slot corner Micah Hyde, whom I've degraded enough, but it's well-deserved. Again, the only other starting corner that's rated lower than Micah Hyde is Demarius Randall, also on the same team. According to Pyro's positional points against chart, looking at the first 16 weeks of the season, the Packers allowed the 12th most fantasy points to opposing wide receiver threes. That's number, that's Mr. Sanu. It's more than any remaining defense. In the last five weeks, Sanu is the second highest scoring Falcons receiver. He scored a TD in each of the last two games. 
So give me all three. Sanu, Gabriel, and of course Julio. I like them all. All right, gang. That leaves us with just a few things left to do. One of which is to give you the final trivia before I talk defense in a few fun plays. So trivia question number three. We've got four teams that are remaining, right? Three of those four are in the top five for scoring this season. So looking at points per game, three of the four are in the top five. So can you name the one team that is left in the conference championship that did not finish in the top five for scoring. I will be right back with the answer on the Pyro Light Podcast, episode 62. Welcome back, fantasy sports fans. You know you're winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Over 1 billion will be won this year at DraftKings.com, and the next big winner could be you. So go to DraftKings now and enter the promo code PYRO. P-Y-R-O. All new users to DraftKings receive a deposit matching bonus for up to 600 bucks, and you get a free $3 game voucher. That's on DraftKings.com, promo code PYRO. All right, before the third break there, I asked you that there is one team out of the four remaining that did not finish in the top five for points per game. Which team is it? Well, let's go process of elimination. Let me tell you the top five. Atlanta, 33.8 points per game. Number two, New Orleans, 29.3. The Patriots, 27.6. So there's two, Atlanta and New England. The fourth... Green Bay, 27, and then the fifth most scoring team on a points-per-game basis was the Cowboys with 26.3. So that means of the four, the correct answer was the Steelers. The Steelers are the team of all four teams remaining that did not finish in the top five for scoring on a points-per-game basis. Steelers, they put up 24.9 points per game. That was good enough to be tied for 10th with the Buffalo Bills. All right, guys, we got defense and then a few fun plays, and that wraps it up. Hopefully you are making it in the money this week. Oh, we got tight end two. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't mean to overlook you boys. Tight end, as I said, I'm going to have some ownership of all four. Not going to play a lot of Hooper, though. In his last four games, he got... Uh, more than one target just once. So sure, for differentiation, yeah, he's going to find his way into my lineup, uh, but I'll be lucky to have 10% of them. Let's face it, with four tight ends, you probably want a piece of just about everybody, but the fact is I'm in love with the Atlanta wide receivers, not so much the tight end. Let's talk about some guys that I do like a bit more. Certainly Jesse James, Patriots defense, they're tough. And when you adjust for fantasy, in fact... They are the weakest against the quarterback. They come in at 17th, and they are the softest against tight end. When you adjust for schedule, 21st against tight ends in PPR. Now, they've only allowed four tight end touchdowns on the year. Only two have racked up more than 50 yards. But at six foot seven stands Jesse James, you expect red zone looks. So that means if he gets three catches and a TD, you're making hay. And here's the thing. Malcolm Butler, he's going to shadow Antonio Brown. We know that. Logan Ryan, as I said, great slot corner, and he's going to be on Eli Rogers. So you've got Donta Hightower, the Patriots starting middle linebacker. He's banged up. He's been able to only go limited this week 
Wednesday, Thursday. He is questionable. That leaves some playing time for Kyle Vinoy. Uh, Kyle, he got 31 snaps last week. According to Pro Football Focus, he is 62nd for linebackers in coverage. And that's who I think Jesse James could take advantage of. I also like certainly Martellus Bennett. Looking at fantasy rankings, when you adjust for schedule, Pittsburgh is the most vulnerable out of all positions to the tight end. They rank 18th against the position in standard scoring and 17th in PPR. Out of all the defenses, Pittsburgh allowed seven 50-yard games to the tight end spot. Seven different tight ends were able to put up over 50 yards against them. Tied for the most of all remaining teams with Atlanta. Pittsburgh surrendered six touchdowns in the regular season to opposing tight ends. And as mentioned with Edelman, the Patriots have three wide receivers. So Edelman, he's healthy. He's good. But they've got three. Hogan, Mitchell, Amendola all banged up, giving Martellus that extra goo that he could need. Of course, Cook, he's going to be the most owned tight end. Atlanta, as I said, they're tied there for giving up seven different performances that racked up 50 yards or more to the tight end spot. They allowed two tight ends to go for over 100 yards. That's right. The Falcons allowed two different tight ends to get over 100 yards. They allowed eight tight end touchdowns. So most vulnerable out of the four teams, Atlanta is most vulnerable to the tight end. 20 targets for Cook in two playoff games. You saw that last drive where Rodgers just put it on a string and Cook made that beautiful catch on the corner. You know Aaron Rodgers remembers that. He's going to go back to him. Uh, In the two playoff games so far, as I said, 20 targets. He has just over 150 yards, 11 total catches, and a touchdown playing against a very friendly tight end D in a game expected to score nearly 60 points. How can you not like Cook? Defense on a two-game slate, as I said, those onesie spots, quarterback, defense, tight end, I'm going to want one of everyone. That said, Brady, he doesn't typically throw interceptions. Last week aside, so I'm going to be lightest on Pittsburgh. After that, I'm going to have some ownerships of the Patriots. They've got excellent corners. Big bet on the road is always something you can capitalize on. But the two I'm biggest on are the Packers and the Falcons. Of course, that's a big scoring game. That means big opportunity. Lots of passing could mean lots of interceptions and fumbles, sacks, and possibly a pick six. Now, the Packers, they are tied in the last six weeks for the most interceptions, believe it or not, these horrific secondary guys. But they've gotten a lot of tip balls and uh, tip and pick plays. Now, you know this is going to be a high-scoring affair. The pack is something of a funnel D because they're so bad against the pass and stout against the run. They really invite teams to pass against them. That's where the Packers could take advantage if they get those INTs as they've been doing the last six weeks. This high over-under, highest in recent memory. Again, that means lots of opportunity. Yes, opportunity for offenses to score, but also... Opportunity for defenses to capitalize on mistakes. That's why I like the Packers, and that's why I love the Falcons. They're at home, which is a biggie for defenses. Four-point favorites, and of the four remaining teams, Roto-Wire ranks the Packers' offensive line the worst of the four remaining teams. They're banged up. As we talked about, Adams and Allison are questionable, as is Jeff Janis. Uh, Both have been 
struggling in practice this week. Janice was, was limited. Adams and Allison have not practiced this week. Three of their starting offensive linemen, the Packers' starting offensive linemen, have only been able to get in limited practice this week as well. I liked Atlanta last week, and they grabbed you double-digit DraftKings points. I like them again this week. Who's my stack? Well, I talked a lot about those receivers for Atlanta, so give me some Matt Ryan. Give me some even Sanu. Julio, and of course Gabriel, that's a quadruple possible stack. Not that I'm going to do that a lot, 5 to 10%, but certainly Ryan and Julio, and even Ryan, Julio, and Mr. Taylor Gabriel. The fade, I kind of talked about it, but I think the crowd... And when the crowd goes one way, don't stand, don't be afraid to stand up and say, that's bad. When the crowd follows Lewis, I am going to be underweight there. Not going to fade him 100%, but I'm going to be underweight on Lewis. As I said, most people are going to chase that three touchdown box score. I just don't see him duplicating that. I think the red zone work is going to go to Blunt. Blunt was sick last week thus he had a bad game so you've got recency biased going against blunt and you have the big scoring three td game working in favor of lewis i think lewis is going to be overowned and blunt's going to be underowned and i want to take advantage of that he is blunt is healthy this week again led all running backs in red zone looks i see no reason for that to change i like blunt and i think that's the sharper of the two new england plays my what you talking about, Willis? This is uh, who's the cheap play. So if indeed the Patriots receivers log another limited practice, so again, Amendola, Mitchell, Hogan, then I'm liking Floyd, as I said. Only 3,300 on draft kings because everyone's so banged up. You know Brady wants to get in some practice time, and he needs more time with Floyd. We've already seen Floyd get a goal line or get a red zone TD from 14 yards out against the Dolphins. I think it's a great way to differentiate your lineup, especially if Mitchell, Hogan, and Amendola remain limited. If not, I like a Mitchell. If Mitchell is able to get in a full practice on Friday, as I said, leads all Patriots wide receivers in uh, red zone targets in the month of December. I also like what you're talking about, Willis. Eli Rogers, again, 3,400 on DraftKings, 49 at FanDuel. Same reasons I like Floyd. Now, so far in the playoffs, let's look at those non-Antonio wide receivers. Once again, I talked about this, but you've got Kobe Hamilton, two targets. Demarcus Ayers, three targets. Hayward Bay, four targets. Rogers, eight so you can get him going up against Logan Ryan, who gives up nearly a one full fantasy point for three routes run for 3,400. So again, watch those practice reports. If those wide receivers are still banged up, I like me some Rodgers. Same goes for some Floyd. And as we said, if you want to hear some more Pink Floyd, uh, stay tuned. You'll be able to uh, hear it on the way out. One of these days will be played in its entirety. And guys, just want to take this opportunity. Uh, I'd love being here, uh, slinging my thing on pyro, talking to you and, and talking to the great minds in the industry. I'm really looking forward to getting some football talks going again. Of course, uh, Dave Thomas talking about the draft. That's going to be coming up soon. Got some of my favorites that I'm going to be talking to. Plus, going to get some of the pyro boys on the horn to help me out in the coming months here. So, very exciting time. 
If you're like me, you're addicted to fantasy, you're sorry to see it go, well, it's not going anywhere for Pyro. We talk about this, we love it, we live it, we talk about it all year, and uh, it's just a pleasure to, to be working for Pyro, so for D-Rex and Staggs and Houdini and all those great minds that we hired uh, this off-season or this season, we're going to be seeing those guys coming up soon. Can't tell you what a joy it is working for this company. We are a fantasy football company with soul so this is uh episode 62 baby 62 of the pyrolite fantasy football podcast the last one of the regular season this is pyromaniac mo signing off but it won't be long i'll be back just a week or two perhaps two after super bowl for more on the pyrolite podcast so until then we will catch you on the flip side